the Cat Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. All this week on Speaking with the Enemy Free Agency Edition, we've been going around the CFL, seeing what other teams are up to. And last but certainly not least, we head to Regina, Saskatchewan, home of the 2022 Great Cup, where we find Derek Taylor and uh, DT Jeremy O'Day, certainly one of the uh, the busier GMs uh, so far this offseason. Yeah, there's been a good number of signings. The The beef with fans here is that there aren't the big name signings that other teams have had, right? Hamilton's been been crushing it. Oh, here's Dylan Wynn. Here's Tundan Delicate. Here's Simone. Here's Javon Santos-Knox. And Saskatchewan just hasn't had that same thing. They've gotten in guys that are going to be great pieces. There are, well, Nick Marshall, Micah Tights. Just yesterday was Larry Dean, who Ticats fans know well. But there have been a lot of complementary pieces uh, as opposed to the big ones. What about Duke? What about anybody uh, outside coming in? So there's been activity, but Ryder fans want to want to feel like it's the activity the Bombers or the Stampeders are having. Yeah, yep. Purifoy, one of those names that, again, someone who, who might be back, uh, Johnson. And, and I want to stick with those little depth moves because I remember mm-hmm. talking to you last year and, and Mike Johnson and AC Leonard. Those were the names that you were kind of throwing out there as players to watch. And, and when you are building a, a, a team to compete in, in the very competitive West, which we expect it to be, aren't those the guys who, yeah, they might not be the flashy names, but at the end of the day, some of those are ratio busters. Those are the guys that you need to, to build a team with. Uh, absolutely. So AC Leonard was like the first guy out of the gate, right? Jeremy O'Day and the Riders went, hey, there aren't many players in the league who do what this guy does. So boom, AC Leonard. Okay, excellent. So your your defensive line is set at the ends because Jonathan Woodard, who was second in the team in sacks, is on his American rookie contract. So he's going to be back. They're set there. Then, then uh, we watch for guys like Micah Johnson. And it's been those guys who are uh, a little older, but still with, with plenty left to give. Micah Johnson's the one you brought up. Led the league in tackles for a loss this season. Mm-hmm. People focus on the sacks, but this guy's blowing up run plays as well as generating pressure from the interior. What's his future? Uh, we, we have every reason to believe Ed Ganey and Luchez Purifoy will be moving on. Uh, I'm hearing that BC and Purifoy is going to be at two years, and, and that mm-hmm. one's finished. And I, I believe Ganey's off to Edmonton. Uh, but both of those guys in the last week have kind of tweeted, hey, thanks, Rider Nation, yeah. which obviously throws the fear of everything into you. Like, well, who, who's, who's going to be this? Who's going to be the Swiss Army knife? So yeah. there, there, are some, there are some real nice pieces in place, but uh, just, just waiting for the rest of it. Mentioned off the top that, that Regina, Saskatchewan, the home of the 2022 Grey Cup. And I know last year there was sort of a, an anticipation that – the Ticats were going to make moves to compete to get to host. Do you feel that same pressure on Jeremy O'Day to, to go out and maybe make a few splashy moves on Tuesday to make sure this team's competitive that, you know, even if it's not guaranteed, they're going to be there. There's still a good chance they could make it to the big game. If I think if nothing else, uh, Jeremy O'Day, uh, the Riders GM is, is very level headed and very calm. That, that's how he comes across every time. I've ever talked to him and he's very rational. So when, when he says, you know, we want to win the great cup every year, there's not too much special about this year. I kind of believe him, but in my heart, I think I honestly, I've said this many times in the air. 
I will absolutely give the Riders, as a fan, I'll give them a pass on 2023. They could be a terrible team in 23 if they go all out to win it in 2022 because you all know what it's like to, to cover a team and have a team play in a Grey Cup at home. Rider fans know what it's like to win a Grey Cup at home from 2013, and those memories will be around forever. And maybe you can increase your chances 5%, 8%. Uh, but I would I would be glad to give the Riders a, an absolute pass on whatever happens in 23 if they busted it in 2022. But uh, I, I don't have to be accountable for the salary cap like Jeremy <laughs> yeah. O'Day does. So we we have different uh, we have different things in mind. Jeremy is very very level headed and approaches this stuff in, in I think just the way you really want your GM to do it long term. All right, so you say there's there there might be a little frustration from the fan base that they aren't signing those big names. If if they were to go out, where do you think Jeremy O'Day might see some some either value or or, or try to try to make a, a big name splash on Tuesday? Well, for me, the biggest free agent that there is non quarterback division has always been Duke Williams, and they had a, a bunch of games last season in order to show Duke, hey, this is what it could be in Saskatchewan. He had maybe the play of the year in the West final, that touchdown that, that gave the Riders back the lead. Uh, he, he's the prime free agent. He may not be the highest paid one when all is said and done because Kenny Lauder's deal looks pretty great. But it's it's been for me all about Duke. So if Duke is back, okay, well, that's better than anybody you could go to market to get. So then it's Duke and Shaq and Kyron Moore when he's back from his knee injury. And then Key and Schaefer Baker, who actually popped as a rookie, in 2021 and then they'll add in a, a fifth receiver and you go all right that's a real good start uh if you're going if you're going to the market you're going to bring somebody in it's almost it's got to be on the offensive line for me they showed a great ability to fill in last season at that sam linebacker spot with with players be they canadians godfrey Onyeka or americans roland milligan they showed great ability through injuries to to fill in the, the defensive backfield as well they got great production from young American offensive linemen as well. Uh, but offensive line is, is the thing that's going to need to, to improve over last season. Taron Vaughn is back at left tackle after missing all of 21. They've signed the Ty Rogers at right tackle. That one doesn't have any particular sex appeal, right, for, <laughs> for CFL fans. So if there is someone like Riker Matthews, who BC uh, took from Hamilton for the 21 season, a player like that who could be healthy for the whole season, and that to me was Riker's problem. He's fantastic, but you can't play if you're injured. Yeah. There's that player out there. That's the one that's going to jack up Ryder fans. But a lot of teams struggled with their offensive line in 21. So where uh, are those players going to going to come, and are there the difference makers out there? It's funny you say that. I mean, the Ticats, three of their big free agent signing or like re-signings, Kaoka four. Uh, Brandon Revenberg and Chris Van Zyl. I mean, that's that's more than half of your offensive line that the Ticats have already taken care of. Uh, and just to your point, like you said, uh, such a huge position on the field. Uh, one more before I let you go, just kind of on a league-wide perspective. You know Edmonton with Chris Jones is going to be able to turn it around. Chris Jones can turn around football teams. It's what he does. You know, BC, they're pretty confident in Nathan Rourke. They want to be competitive. From, from a fan perspective, league-wide, the East was competitive this year. You know, no crossovers. Is this the most the most parity outside of Winnipeg and Hamilton, maybe being kind of upper tier? Is this the most kind of yeah. parity you've seen among CFL teams? And, and is that is that better for the fans? Oh, I, I think it's fantastic for the fans because fans in Ottawa want to believe that, hey, we can rebound from two subpar seasons yeah. because we believe in 
Lapo and we believe in Benavides and we believe in now Sean Burke uh, leading it. There's there's always that potential, right? Toronto had won four games in 2019, was it? And three of them were beating Ottawa. And then all of a sudden they're in the East final. Um, and, uh, you know, as you watch this free agencies and you look at it and go, well, BC wasn't very good last year with Mike Rowley being injured and those, but man, look at all these free agents that are, that are going there. Uh, wow. That could be a real quick turnaround too. Uh, the Elks, why were they so bad in 21 when they had all that talent? Chris Jones, like you say, the, there's the real thought that okay, Winnipeg looks like they're once again, setting themselves above because they were able to get all these stars back. But yeah, at this point, you look at it and go, yeah, the the bad teams are really, they really look like they're improving. And, you know, Hamilton and Winnipeg are going to be in the, in for potentially a bit of a challenge. We'll see what Tuesday brings when all these deals become final. But uh, Hamilton and Winnipeg, God. The problem is they're both re-signing their stars, too. The Dylan Wynn goes back to the podcast. <laughs> that guy couldn't move on and spread some of that absolute destructive interior force around the league. It had to stay in Hamilton. Come on, man. <laughs> you, sound, you sound upset about it. You sound like maybe wow. uh, you thought the riders could have been in on him. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't cover the podcast. So <laughs> no, and, and honestly, that's on, winning, winning seems to breed winning, right? Yeah. Like if, you're, if you're in the East and you like being in the East, pretend that's a priority for you as a player. Why would you leave Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> All they do is win, win, no matter what, what, right? It's It's been pretty great for those two teams. So it's on the rest of the other seven to kind of come up to their level and get them. Well, they, they win, uh, but we all know, uh, you know who took home the trophy the last uh, two seasons the football has been played. Uh, DT, always appreciate you doing this, man. It's always great to catch up. And uh, I always learn something from you. So thanks for doing this. Thanks, Louis.